Yo, welcome back to the Return to Play podcast. I'm your host, Steve Navarra, and my friend Danny is along with me as always. What's up, Danny? Feeling good. Feeling good. And stay with the big victory. It's good. It's a good weekend. Yeah. Well, until, Penn- until Sunday, at least. <laughs> Penn State was a great wrap to the Saturday night. And uh, it was just a good game in general, despite the refs being a bunch of twats. And I don't know who agreed to SEC refs being able to officiate that game, but that was complete and utter bullshit. And maybe the worst officiating I do. I think I do remember a team losing a down before watching football, but I mean, how rare is that, that the refs are like, ah, it's fourth down now. It was second down. Now it's fourth. And uh, I don't care how much you're yelling at us. We're not, we're not going to look into it at all. Uh, I don't remember that happening more than once in my life. Yeah, that was, that was egregious. I don't know how you can in 2021, how you can, not be able to count to four. I've never seen that. Uh, I don't get it. I don't know. I was wondering. So we play. Yeah, next year. Next year we have. We play at Auburn. The only thing I can think. I mean, that game better fucking have Big Ten refs at Auburn. Then that has to be. That had to be the agreement. So, but still, yeah, yeah that was that was some that was some bullshit. Yeah, that was insane. Oh, so, and then obviously the Steelers uh, come up short against the Raiders, which I kind of, as soon as I saw the defense, two defensive guys were out, and then and then we were still playing pretty well, and then TJ got hurt, and that, that was that. That was a wrap uh, because we don't have the offense. We threw five straight uh, nine routes to uh, Claypool, and it's like, the last one we did work the fifth the fifth time's a charm i guess uh matt canada but that cannot be our go-to play like it just we just and i'm sick of the wide receiver screen two yard behind the line of scrimmage that's a college play that does not work in the nfl uh and then Najee looked a lot better though than week one so that was at least a plus to see A lot of positives and negatives overall, but yeah, the offense doesn't change no matter what offensive coordinator we bring in. Tough loss, but we should rebound. I like us this week. Raiders look pretty good. They might be sneaky this year. Yeah, uh, Raiders defense looks very good. And of course, to recap our locks of the week, everybody but Danny lost, and so now you can check out our TikTok, and we have a TikTok up of myself, Jimmy, and Rashawn having to drink ketchup because our stupid shitty picks lost. And I'm not, yeah, well, Jimmy's, it, it isn't up yet, but it's going to be up, damn it. I'm the only one of the three who's actually drank the goddamn ketchup and suffered through it and manned up and didn't welch on my bet. The other two, so at least you're guaranteed to see me drink some ketchup on TikTok. We'll see if the other two pussy out or if they actually man up to their bets and uh, are respectable people but, and drink the ketchup. The Wildcats, baby. We bleed, we bleed purple over here, too. Yeah, whatever. Uh, good for you. <laughs> um, 
Well, and so I did. And after I took my exam there too, the last couple of days have been chilling and I've watched the entire first season of Ted Lasso. And that got my mind a little bit better. got my emotions right. Um, that's a good show. And it, it makes you laugh, makes you cry, makes you think. Uh, I recommend it to, to all uh, who like football and soccer, but e- either way, a uh, little side note there. And then this weekend we have a, have you watched Ted Lasso, Danny? Or Jimmy? I have not. I, I've never seen it. I mean, I, I've heard, I've heard good things about it. It looks funny. Uh, can't even think of the dude's name now. Uh, Jason Sudeikis. J- yes. Yeah. 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 He's, I mean, yeah, it looks fun. I mean, I would watch it. I just don't watch TV, I guess. Yeah, I don't either. And that was like, that was the show I chose to, to binge watch here after taking my exam. Um, you, you would really like it. Obviously the American football coach goes over to England and coaches in the premier league. So yeah. And I know the premise of it is, I mean, it's, I, 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 if I watched it, I would like it that you could, you could, that's the lock of the week. I just haven't got around <laughs> to it, I guess. Nice. Yeah. Well, you're probably not going to get to it this weekend because we've got a big weekend of football and UFC 266 is on. Um, NFL slate's not like the greatest slate, but it doesn't matter. Like we're going to sit there and watch football the whole fucking day. So uh, college football slate does look pretty decent, though, however. Uh, a lot of good, sneaky good games, I think. Um, UCLA and Stanford, Michigan State, Nebraska. We got some picks for all that coming up at the end. And then uh, UFC 266, pretty good card. Nick Diaz uh, fighting Robbie Lawler, kind of like a grudge match from back in the day. That's on the pay-per-view, and uh, Shevchenko is a beast, and I don't think she goes down again this weekend, but UFC, anyone's susceptible to to an L uh, at any time. So I'll definitely be watching that in, in some capacity. Might go, might go out to a bar that has the fight on, might stay in and watch it. I don't know yet. We'll see. And uh, speaking of the, the other college slates, our, our alma mater, Akron is at Ohio State, and they are plus 49 and a half points. Do you think the Zips cover here, Danny? I I, I cannot believe that the spread is this big. Ohio State cannot stop anybody. Akron is dog shit, but you got to think they're going to score 14 points, maybe 20. Can Ohio State put up 60, 70 points? I don't know. I, I like Akron to cover. I'm not touching it. Never would bet on, on Akron football. But yeah, I like well, the cover. Yeah, I got bit week one. Uh, I teased Akron up to fifty points against Auburn, and they lost by exactly fifty, which lo- the teaser was an L. So they and I just read they in their last two Power Five games, they have been outscored one hundred and eight to thirteen. Last two Power Five games. Yeah, that's uh well that that covers though. <laughs> the the math checks out. They cover for nine and a half. <laughs> that's true. I just I just think Ohio State has uh especially they could they were giving Tulsa a game the whole time and they were they were trying and Tulsa just had an answer for them for their defense the whole game. So yeah, their defense is super suspect this year. And uh I'm not touching it either, but 
I'll probably I'll probably turn the game on a little bit. I, you know what? I would probably if they have a first half line for like if it's twenty five or twenty four for the first half, I might I would if I was going to do anything with that game, I'd take the zips twenty four in the first half. But even that, I don't. It just you just know it could go that bad for Akron. <laughs> Uh, I think go ahead. the money line. What's, what's the money line? It's, it's off Plus the board. Five, it's, five two, it's, uh, it's two. They won't even let you take. <laughs> they won't even let you donate. Come on. <laughs> well, yeah, uh, yeah, no, but like, um, I saw Oregon is like minus seven thousand. They'll let you do that, but they're like, we we won't even let you do the Ohio State. Like they are. There's no chance that they are going to lose to Akron. So we're not even going to put that possibility up on the board um, for you to get an extra dime on your parlay. Uh, oh, never FanDuel, FanDuel, man. FanDuel does have it up at minus, minus uh, 10,000 to one. So uh, let me just see here. Yeah, ten ten thousand dollars wins ten dollars. So, <laughs> if yeah, you, if you really like Ohio State this week to just win, uh, I can't think of a safer bet. But you gotta lay some 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 stacks down to win a few crumbs. Uh, and the over, uh, we'll finish up here before we get into our injury news over it's over under 67 and a half points. So you said Akron can probably score 14 points. So that would, that would probably put the over in play. Yeah. I think this Ohio state team might hit the over every week. Yeah, they have to, or they're, they're going to lose. So I actually don't hate 67 and a half. Um, but obviously Akron's game plan probably going to just be run the ball and don't get everyone murdered for Mac play. <laughs> get get their 1.8 million and go home with, with some healthy players. Yeah. I'm not Ohio state burned me once. I'm not touching them again until Penn state goes to Columbus. Then I'm, I'm hammering that Ohio state money line. Yeah. So let's get into it. We got a full, full slate of injuries this week. Everybody's hurt. Here we go. All right. With all that said, let's get into the injury news for week three. And there is a ton of it. We have all of the fragile quarterbacks. It seemed to be a, a terrible week to be a quarterback. Uh, starting with Tua here. Apparently he has some fractured ribs. He landed on his ribs. He got... um smothered by the defensive lineman and i wrote on our twitter account at return to play pod that you know unfortunately the stereotypes are true and that um tua is uh, a fragile quarterback and he he really can't handle the constant hits from a nfl defensive line and <laughs> some dildo on twitter says why don't you get in there and take a 400 pound dude at full speed on? Don't be silly, <laughs> which I don't even know what kind of argument that is. It's like, Hey dude, I never tried out for the NFL. Like you don't have to be an NFL X player to analyze critique or talk about the NFL. And for one, and then for two, 
uh, I, which I wrote back to, this is all I wrote back to him was, well, there's a lot of other quarterbacks in the league that get hit and get tackled on a weekly basis and they play the rest of the game and they play next week. And he just said, well, we'll just agree to disagree. So that's, that guy was a Turkey and he had no, he just wanted to, he watched himself write something, I guess. Uh, any thoughts on any of that? Yeah, I, I like to. I wish him well. I would like to see him be successful, but his injury history is a bit a bit alarming at this point. You got both ankles, the hip, now some ribs. Um, don't know what that's going to say about his longevity. Yeah, so um, I don't, I don't foresee him being a franchise guy for a decade i just not with this many injuries this quick quickly uh it's just unfortunate because i do think he he's a cool player unique player that brings some speed and some different stuff to the league but i i don't see it being sustainable it's like if cam newton couldn't make that lifestyle sustainable with his frame then i definitely don't see Tua being able to scramble around take hits with a shitty offensive line and and keep it going but with his ribs i th- i think he's out mm, four weeks would you say maybe two two to four yeah i i think uh i think personally that it depends uh, two to four yeah that's a that's a good time frame but i think it also depends on how uh jacoby Brissett looks so they do have a, a nice veteran quarterback backing him up if if Brissett can kind of steady the water while he's in there i don't think they rush to a back at all so if Brissett looks okay they're you know still getting a couple wins in that span then i i'd say closer to that four week time frame well you know what's crazy is all of the sharp money all of the big bets and the projections on the action network everything is for the dolphins plus four in las vegas this week so I don't I don't know what they know that I don't, but I don't know how Las Vegas uh, loses by le- by a uh, field goal or more to uh, the Dolphins. Yeah, I don't know. The Raiders Raiders look pretty good right now. It is interesting. It's it's in Las Vegas too, right? Correct. Yeah, it, uh, it seems like a trap line. Yeah, I don't. Usually, though, the strap lines, they don't accumulate the big bets early on. They don't accumulate like the sharp bets. They they accumulate the public bets, but it's not the number of bets that's on the Dolphins. It's like the sharp, the heavy money, the big bettors are on the Dolphins. So I don't know what that means. I'm staying away from it. <laughs> it confuses me. Um, but you should you should take our gambling advice. Actually, you should just follow along for the ride. I I wouldn't tail our picks. Um, <laughs> next, <laughs> we have we've gone on long enough about Tua. Damn it! It's time to talk about Tyrod Taylor, another guy that just cannot stay healthy in this league. Unfortunately, hurt in Cleveland. They were they were playing really well too against the Browns, and he pulled his hamstring. So you know that's at least a month. And if he does even come back at all, um, he's he's probably just going to get hurt again. Not that too many people probably had Tyrod Taylor in their leagues, but um, yeah. yeah, no no fantasy value replacing him either. Um, 
Davis Mills or whoever the backup is. Yeah, and he's on IR, so he's out probably at least a month, I'd say. Um, big blow for Tyrod, one of the luckiest, unluckiest uh, quarterbacks in recent memory. Yeah. Never, never caught a break. Well, you know, those. it, it kind of scares me. Um, the Panthers are minus eight Thursday night, and I believe we're releasing this Friday, so you'll have known the result. But minus eight seems like a lot for a Thursday night game against a quarterback who's never played before. They all, all those guys seem to have like a funky game where they end up covering or like, you know, winning by one or two points, something weird. But I do think the Panthers are a really solid team, and I don't think that they'll be susceptible to lose to uh, the Texans and this Davis dude. But I that I am definitely not touching eight points in that. Uh, are you are you anything on the Thursday night game? Yeah, I concur. I, I that's that's a big spread, especially as competitive as Houston's looked. They're pretty pretty scrappy. I don't see them pulling out the win though. Panther, I mean that Dar- that Darnold trade is going to look real good. Have you seen their schedule? They got a bunch of uh, under five hundred teams from last year coming up. I mean, they realistically could be looking at seven and one halfway through the year, and that that trade. Yeah, I think. Go ahead. They, they were only uh, their win total was like seven or eight wins, and I highly regret not getting on that because I stared at it and I said, I just don't know what this team. I know they could be a nine-win team, but I just don't know uh, enough about you know, Sam Darnold and all the question marks and Christian McCaffrey's uh, eligibility uh, coming off of those double injuries. So I stayed away, but I I do think they're going to have a a winning season. I think they're going to finish above 500. Oh, absolutely. Defense looks lights out. Darnold's a completely different player with when he's not throwing to the New York Jets. (laughs) So, you know, give him a couple weapons. He looks pretty good. Yeah, I'm, I'm... big on the Panthers with that schedule they got. We'll keep an eye out for them. Uh, Wentz, another guy in the same exact boat. He is, he's just not meant to play NFL football at a hundred percent. He's, he's got to be injured all the time. And he, sure enough, double ankle sprain, which is a pretty rare uh, thing to have happened. I guess he, you know, obviously sprained one and then, immediately put all of his weight on the other one awkwardly and he said the right one is worse than the left so i don't know what that means he wasn't in a walking boot and standing during his press conference so that's a good sign but i don't i wouldn't i would not play the guy he's so injury prone and you're going to send him out there with um fragile ankles what do you think yeah, I'm I'm low on Wentz as well. I think they, I'm sure he will trot out there and give it a go, but you know he doesn't even have a good leg to lean on at this point. Another one, same same as Tua. You know, all the talent in the world just can't can't stay healthy, can't get through the season. Pretty unfortunate, but yeah, they are at Tennessee, and I at believe, Tennessee, I believe Tennessee is minus five. It is a divisional game. And usually AFC South games are are pretty wonky and never go how you think they're gonna go. But I think with Wentz, they're at they have a big limitation, and without Wentz, they have 
an equal but different limitation because of the, the backup quarterback. Uh, and they haven't been running the ball with, you know, much conviction. They're running the ball well, but not enough to, I think, outlast uh, that Titans team that just came off of a big road win coming home. Uh, I would definitely put the Titans in a money line parlay this week. I'd say that. And uh, next, Derek Carr. What's wrong with Derek Carr? I, I it was it his shoulder or it was an ankle. He got his ankle rolled up. On. Oh yeah, yeah. D lineman got thrown into him after he threw the ball, but I'm not too concerned about this one. He he came right back and he's played lights out. So I mean they have nothing else to uh Ariota's out, so they have you know, he's they need him to play through it, so you not maybe, too concerned about Derek Carr. <laughs> I guess that's what people are betting on. Dolphins plus four is you know, may, if Derek Carr doesn't play, then they have absolutely nobody to play quarterback. And right. Jacoby Brissett can carry you to um at least a close game against the nobody. I think he's a pretty good quarterback anyway. Uh then again, Dolphins O line is is total shit, and Raiders defensive front looks uh they're the reason that why they're in the two and O position they're in. Uh, enough looks, about enough about that son of a bitch. Well, let, me, let me add something real quick. <laughs> One more thing about that son of a bitch. Uh, full participant in practice today, which is Wednesday as we're recording. Gruden says he's good to go. So there you I, go. Probably won't be a hundred percent, but I like Derek Carr on Sunday. Yeah, I just don't I don't know why everyone's on the Dolphins. That's a mystery. Um But enough so, about that son of a bitch. <laughs> yeah. Making my Sunday miserable. Um, <laughs> yes. So we'll squeeze Andy Dalton in here before we get to Ben and the Steelers. Andy Dalton's out this week. They already named Fields the starter, but they said Andy Dalton is coming back in. To be the starter once he's healthy. So my question to you is, how much does Justin Fields have to do to completely deny Andy Dalton a return to QB1? Win. Just win, baby, win. If I think if if Justin Fields plays two games and they go 2-0 and and they're sitting at 3-1. and one, And he technically how, how won you, the third game, although the defense you, had the three turnovers. How do you go back to, uh, to Andy Dalton at that point? I, I don't know. I mean, it, it, if he looks good and you're winning, you you can't can't go back. That's like Roethlisberger's rookie year when Maddox got hurt. No shot, you go back to Tommy Maddox. Yeah, I I think the Browns can do enough to to beat the Bears, but I actually that's another stay away game for me. Um, because uh, Baker is susceptible to the turnover still and to just a little bit of slop. He does look. He's he's improved each year. He he still look, he looks better than he did the year before. And I, I just the Bears defense can can throw some steam at him. So we'll see. That should be a pretty good game actually. And so finally, in our news, uh, Steelers. I'll just say that we had Devin Bush out. We had Joe Hayden out. Both groin pools. And when I on Sunday morning when I read that they were officially out, I. I took the Raiders. I bought the point. So I got the Raiders at plus seven and a half. And thank God I did that because I had I had the Steelers in, in a couple big teasers like Moneyline. They were basically just a win 
teasers, so I wasn't going to put all of my faith into that. I know when Devin Bush is out, I knew exactly what was going to happen. Hunter Renfro all day, dink and dunk with Hunter Renfro, and then sure enough, freaking rugs at the end of the game because uh, everyone kind of pulled up to to stop Waller and Renfro, and we forgot about rugs. So uh, I TJ is supposed to play Sunday, and Devin Bush and Hayden, I believe, are still lit. They were limited at practice today. So, uh, and like we said, with groin injuries, you usually err on the side of caution as an athletic trainer or doctor, and you um, you have to you have to respect a groin injury because even when you you're running in a straight line or even doing drills all right uh that eccentric force when you're taking hits over and over and and you're playing at full nfl speed that groin's susceptible to uh pull again yeah i'm not i'm i think it was more of a precautionary thing with these groin injuries i think hayden and bush were held out i think pittsburgh thought they were going to be able to get the win without them they were just holding them out to be cautious weren't really counting on uh, EJ and Tyson Alulu going down in the first half with two it already out. Now you're down five defensive starters, so then they couldn't stop anybody. Because actually, it was Minka that got got beat on the uh, Rugs touchdown, which is just one of them things you know can't you make Minka make so many plays, you let him kind of take his gamble, and it works out most of the time. So you can't really be mad about it. But yeah, that that was a dagger. I'm not too. Ankle fracture, they said eight weeks. Uh, I know it's four. You're you're in the, the boot and the cast for it. Four weeks for sure. And then week six to week eight, you're getting back into game activities. So, but that's a big boy as well. Uh, a lot of tissue to heal and a lot of pressure going down into that ankle joint each time. So I don't know if, if even eight weeks might be closer to 10. Uh, that's definitely a depth a depth loss to them. And then, of course, uh, Big Ben, left peck injury. Uh, he's going to play. We know, I know he's going to play. And uh, everyone's already been making the jokes and the memes that now that he has an injury, he's, uh, he's going to reach his, you know, full potential and, and go off because he has to play hurt. Uh, but my thing about Ben is that one play – where the pocket collapsed and there was nothing but green grass in front of Ben. And he just kind of straddled up to the line of scrimmage, trying to look for a pass and then tried to take off. And it was just so bad. It just looked so, so bad. And it's just like, we, we do not have a quarterback who's even a tiny bit mobile anymore. And now we're, so, you know, that takes out a whole dimension of the offense. Manning, the old sheriff, won a Super Bowl when he was gimping around that field. So, sure, we have the same exact personnel basically as that as that team. I need the defense to rally, but yeah, I think uh, Alulu. They didn't. They they haven't given out specific details. They said ankle fracture, but he did have to have some kind of surgery. So I'm putting him at at least that eight week mark. It's a big boy, a lot of force, force going through that ankle. Yeah, it sucks. Uh, I'd say uh, eight. Eight weeks to, to entire season, but hopefully he can come back at some point. 
Well, eight eight weeks is only week uh, ten, and then we have a, a week seven bye week, so that's in there as well. Unfortunately, well, actually, for fortunately, we have the one week is not a game, so he should only miss um, seven to nine more games with that eight to ten return which is which is half the season but half the season's better than the whole season or even if he can come back for the last four games and get us into the playoffs you know with that depth but uh, we'll see and uh, they are minus three at home against the Bengals. i saw some people uh writing about uh on espn with their bunch of dildos um writing that they think Joe Burrow's going to tighten it up and um, make something happen against our banged up Steelers defense. And I just, we obviously have to get pressure on him, but I think if we get pressure on him and that's probably the game plan, if I had to guess, I don't see him uh, outscoring our mediocre offense. Yeah, I was going to touch that one in the gambling picks later, but I'm going to wait until... Uh, I mean, we, we've we dominated the Bengals. Three points is not a lot at home. I really like it, but I'm I'm not touching it until I know who is, uh, who's playing and who's not on that defense. If, the def- if, if, if TJ Watt and Devin Bush play, especially if Joe Hayden plays Steelers all day, guns and four. <laughs> yeah, I... That, that is the the tail of the game if if all three of those guys are in the Steelers are a, a great bet a great value at minus three and it'd probably go up to minus four if all three of those guys are officially in uh even if it's just TJ and one of those two guys Bush or uh Hayden I'd still think the Steelers get that get that win but uh and and that's just obviously AFC North rivalry game so you can throw the records out the window which they're the same record but all right <laughs> we got heating pad or ice pack up next and we're going to start with Mr. Josh Jacobs he is uh questionable this week again with that turf toe but like you and I know turf toe doesn't go away in one week if he's he was limping off the field in Monday night football week 1 multiple times you're probably not getting rid of turf toe in um, 13 days. It could get a little bit better, but I think that's uh, still a limited snap count for him. I'm going to ice pack Josh Jacobs. I'm ice pack here as well. Um, like I touched on last week, I think Drake is just going to continue to take touches away from him. If you're in a PPR league, I'm an even bigger ice pack for Jacobs. Because Drake plays the receiving downs. Um, so if he does play, obviously your explosiveness is limited when you're dealing with a turf toe injury. He's going to have a special cleat on to, that limits the uh, hyperextension of that toe and the ability to drive off that foot. So you're you're pretty touchdown dependent, kind of like he was in week one. So, I mean, if, you, if he does get those touches around the goal line and score, then you're going to get points, but... He's not gonna get. He's not gonna get the the bulk of it. I'm a big ice pack. Yeah. Next, we got Dalvin Cook sprained his ankle. They didn't say what part of the ankle. Probably not a high ankle sprain though, because they did say uh, Zimmer said they're gonna play 
Dalvin Cook this week as of right now. So, you know, heating pad. If he's in, I'm going to heating pad him. He's he's a game wrecker. He's a game changer. Completely agree. Heating pad here. Just keep an eye on it. Um, Alexander Madison wouldn't be a, a bad pickup just to stash him on your bench just in case. But just keep an eye on Dalvin if he's if he's practicing, even if they're limited practices, if he's if he's practicing throughout the week and he's going to play and he's Dalvin Cook, so he's more than likely going to produce. Yeah, I could definitely see them working Madison in a little bit more this week, though, but uh, I think he's safe to definitely leave in your starting lineup for redraft leagues, and uh, he's he's probably actually a good tournament play for DFS because people are going to – He's going to be lower percentage owned coming off of that injury. People are usually just write, write dudes off who got hurt the week before. Um, next, we got Saquon. He is also described as a full go by coaches. And he didn't look great in that Washington game, but that is a, that is a tough physical game. And that was only four days after week one. So he didn't get a full two weeks there to kind of rev up, but they used him and he did break a couple long runs. Uh, if you have him on your, in your redraft, I would say heating pad, you probably don't have a better option than Saquon on your bench, but uh, DFS wise ice pack. I think uh, heating pad all around here for Saquon week one, he was, uh, he had like 40% of the offensive snaps. Last week it was it was up in the 80s. Um, you know the production isn't isn't what we expect from Saquon, but now off of ten days ten days of rest uh, and uh, playing against the spotty Falcons defense, I like the Giants this week, and I like Saquon to get a lot of touches and be hopefully that 100% Saquon. So I think uh, I think he's and he he's pretty low low priced in uh, DFS. I know on. Uh, DraftKings, I was filling out my thing. He was like six thousand bucks or something, which is which is real cheap for a top tier running back like that. So they're playing the Falcons defense. I like Saquon this week. All right, I, I you convinced me. I switch over to heating pad at six k. Saquon's always an option, at least a little sprinkle of Saquon if you're making a bunch of lineups. Uh, 49ers backfield, <laughs> their their running backs are all banged up. I got I picked up Elijah Mitchell off of the waiver wires in uh, after week one, and I got a trade offer Connor James Connor for Elijah Mitchell, and I declined because I think Mitchell's going to end up being the featured back in San Francisco, even though they're going committee. And whereas I know James Connor is is only getting like you know, 30 to 40% of the, the snaps uh, on the ground. And they're a pass first team anyway, Arizona. So uh, Elijah Mitchell seems to be the only running back left who is actually, as of right now, officially going to play this week uh, at Detroit. Or no, no, sorry. They're Sunday night football uh, home against the Packers. So uh, Trey Sermon's out with a concussion. He's unlikely to clear protocol by Sunday, but. I know they can work their magic if they really wanted to. And uh, and the other the, some other no-name guy they picked up or was on their practice squad, He's he got hurt too, and he's out as well. So uh, they were really only left with Elijah Mitchell. So I'm going to say heating pad just for his, his target value. 
Uh, I think Elijah Mitchell is definitely worth picking up if he's not already picked up. But I'm I'm a pretty I'm an ice pack for the whole backfield. I think it's just it's going to be a committee week by week, and whoever's looking better going to get more touches. That's uh, what Elijah, I'm saying. They don't have another option this week. Yeah, decide. I mean if I mean, but if Sermon clears protocol, Hart uh, uh, Hasty, Jermichael Hasty's out. And then they got uh, one of the guys they picked up from Baltimore. I can't remember his name, but yeah, I, I mean, he's definitely gonna he's gonna get the most touches, but he still is just I just I don't trust him. He Elijah Mitchell was a practice squad guy himself. Um, I mean the Forty Niners are a good team, good defense. They're gonna be they're gonna be running the ball and playing uh, you know, more uh, slow paced games. I just don't trust any of these guys to be, you know, to to be consistent enough to. Or, I mean, DFS if Elijah, yeah, Elijah Mitchell's a good play, I think. But if you have better running backs on your team or your fantasy leagues, I'd, I'd go with them. Ice pack. Oh my, shit! My mic was muted. I was laughing at you because you did like a whole verbal three sixty where you're like, "He's he's ice pack. He's not gonna be productive, but he is gonna get all the touches this week." And they are probably gonna have to run the ball, uh, uh, but still ice pack or kind of heating pack. Yeah, <laughs> it was funny. Um, <laughs> well, I, uh, I I wouldn't. I mean, if you have decent running backs in your lineup. Elijah Mitchell to me is nothing more than a flex play if you if you really need somebody, but there's no guarantee that he's gonna get more than ten touches. Yeah, the the and the, the league I do have him in, I, I kind of punted on running back, so I just have him and Kenyon Drake as my RB one and RB two, and my bench guys are all definitely RB twos on their respective teams. So I think if you're in a situation like I am, you, you should put him in as RB two. Um, we got Jarvis Landry and this Browns uh mess of a lineup here at wide receiver. They do they have been spreading the ball around, but no one's really been a standout guy like just been an ace. Uh, Jarvis Landry's obviously been the most um consistent and safest target for Baker as of right now. So obviously OB. OBJ is projected to come back and play this week. Obviously, you know, he's like, oh, well, you know, I can be the hero now and come back. Now that Jarvis is hurt, I can, you know, be the wide out one. And, uh, and you know, my knee feels good this week, good enough to go. So they got OBJ, Higgins, Peoples-Jones, Schwartz, and then the double tight end with Njoku and Hooper. I think they spread the ball around a lot this week. I don't think anybody's going to have like a huge fantasy week for a DFS perspective. Uh, So I would stay away from ice pack the whole receiving core for DFS. Um, I don't know what OBJ is priced at, but I'm sure it's too much. (laughs) And uh, if, if you have to play him OBJ, um, I guess, I guess go ahead and do it, but I would definitely look on the waiver wire for somebody else. Yeah, I, I echo that. I think uh, I wouldn't touch OBJ in DFS because he's going to be expensive just off of his name. But if you need a flex play, you can probably plug OBJ in there just because Landry's out and he's going to be the number one. But 
I mean, the the offense runs through their their running game. Baker's not Baker's playing great, but he's not. You know, they're they're not throwing the ball, and he's distributing it around for all of his different targets. I I, I don't. I, I'm an ice pack on the whole receiving core, but if you need a flex play, OBJ is the only one. You know, worth worth taking any chance on. Uh, he's fifty three hundred dollars on DraftKings. Rashad Higgins is forty two hundred, and uh, Schwartz thirty two hundred. Peoples Jones three thousand. So Peoples Jones at three thousand dollars. I mean, if he only has three catches for thirty yards, uh, he's already doubled his value in like a cash game. So that actually might not be a bad cash low low price cash play. Peoples Jones. Uh, Jimmy, you're the Browns fan on this podcast. Do you have anything to say about the Browns? Uh, no, not at all, really. I don't. <laughs> I don't. Insight, in, insightful news from our producer. Yeah, I, I do not tune in to uh, the football world until about Thursday night, and that's when I get caught up on everything. Gotcha. That's great. Great to hear for our purposes. Um, <laughs> finally, Russell Gage, day to day, the Falcons freaking stink. Uh, um, Matt Ryan is looking worse than Big Ben even. And uh, I regret uh, putting Calvin Ridley in anything I have. Uh, he was not worth a fucking second round pick. And I don't see him ever returning that second round value for me. And as far as Russell Gage goes, uh, ice pack him as well. Yeah, I ice packed the entire Falcons offense this year. I, I, with Julio leaving and um, Ridley getting all the attention, I, I wasn't big on him, and I definitely wasn't touching Mike Davis and anything, but. Yeah, Russell Gage. I'm a I'm a ice pack. I, they they're, they're going to be inconsistent, and you don't you're not going to know who's going to get the touches in that offense. I ice pack that whole team. The Falcons are going to be bad. All right, that does it for heating pad or ice pack. Next up, we have our uh, random random bits here. We got, and then we have our gambling picks. All right, now time for everyone's favorite segment, Soccer Draw of the Week. I'm looking at the English Premier League again, and I got to go Southampton versus Wolverhampton. The Wolves, uh, obviously two teams. They both end in Hampton, uh, and they're both right next to each other at the near bottom of the table, right above the relegation range. So... I'm going to say they have a 1-1 uh, a draw, and that's my soccer draw of the week. Do you have one, Danny, or no? Yeah, I got one. I was actually going Southampton and Wolves until I saw you had it written down, so I had to scramble earlier and oh, find dang. a new one. Yeah, but I'm going I – got, I got one I like better anyways. I'm going Saturday English Premier League action. Everton and Norwich. It's a 2-2 draw. Mm. Lock it in. Oh, boy. So the draw and the over. My uh, mine last week did not hit three three nil. That's not a draw. Yeah, re- well, no, you said two two. Said so before goals. There's no way that no, I'm saying mine from last week was Chelsea won three zero. 
Oh yeah, I know. I'm saying you you predicted a two two draw, so the over was gonna hit in that game. So I, you... I yeah, I understand. I was I was saying just something different. Yeah, but we're uh, <laughs> we're on the same page now. Yeah, two two draw this week. Everton Norwich. Yeah, I think I've I've only hit one of these so far. Maybe two. I think I've hit two so far. So and they're all above plus two to one range. So I really only have to get twenty five percent of these right to break even or even be up units. So we'll keep going with that. Uh, what's our next segment, Danny? Here we go. We got the LGBTQIA plus player of the week. I'm going Carl Nassib. Um, not, not big on the stat sheet. Yeah, back to back. Not big on the stat sheet. Only tallied one tackle, but uh, Raiders got the big road win against Pittsburgh. And uh, yeah, I'm going the former All-American, my Penn State boy, Carl Nassib. Let's move on to the tight end guru segment. I am the tight end guru. And, you know, on DFS here, we got uh, Gronk and Mark Andrews are both playing teams that are bottom half of the league defending the tight end. And their Gronk is 5,500. Mark Andrews is 5,000. I think those are both great uh, tight end plays. And then our, the low-priced guy would have to be Pat Fryermuth. I'm going to keep... Uh, going with him and at least in like one lineup until until he hits and i think you know eric ebron has dropped two easy balls in a row they've obviously been playing pat a lot more snaps of the game but mostly as a blocking tight end i think it's obviously only a matter of time before he comes off of his block to catch a little seam route uh from ben and i think you know i think they're starting to they're going to start moving away from Ebron and and going to Patton and his what a better week to do it against the rival Bengals. Any thoughts on those? Yeah, I, lo- I actually played Pat in my uh, my DraftKings uh, weekly thing, but uh, yeah, I, I love Pat. To, I I think Ebron Ebron was on a short leash and he's got those he's got the dropsies already and Fryermuth just looks great. He's gonna he's. Pick up Fryermuth because by the end of the season he's going to be one of the better tight ends. Yeah, yeah, I I took him in a few best ball leagues and I'm still waiting for that check to cash. Um, so we have our gambling picks, and as you know, uh, as we mentioned in the intro, we did pretty poorly again on our locks of the week besides Mr. Danny got, got the first, well, yeah, for the very first and only lock of the week win so far on this podcast in two weeks. Cats baby. (laughs) Yeah. So, all right. Uh, why, why don't we switch things up, Jimmy? Why don't you go first? Of course, you would decide to do that as I was working on my picks. Oh, don't worry. Um, you can go I, a second. I'm good. I'm good. I, I got um, uh, I got one picked out right now. Um, just being the, again, always coming back to the Browns fans, the fan. Uh, I just always feel like Pittsburgh's gonna end up doing it, so I'm taking Pittsburgh minus three and a half right now. I know that defense is banged up, but um, I just can't see Cincinnati beating them. Um, and then I'm also going to take New England minus three 
against the Saints. I just think Belichick's defense will uh, eat up uh, Winston. And then my my lock of the week, I'm going to go right now with the uh, Buccaneers minus one will be my lock for this week. Wow, that was very exciting and convincing, Jimmy. And uh, I'll get the Steelers are minus three on FanDuel right now, so you get the Steelers at minus three instead of the hook there. And uh, what do we got? Uh, Patriots, they're minus three as well. And Bucks are, yeah, minus one and a half. So you got them at minus one and a half, the, the one point you're, you're at an L. Uh, and I think that will be a close game, but yeah, Brady is is like on fire this year and uh, could be could be an MVP. Can't well, I at least think if he keeps winning and throwing all these touchdowns, his MVP value is gonna drop mightily. So if you do think uh, Brady has a chance to win another MVP, I would I would do it now, now or never, before this Sunday. Uh, Danny, how about you? Yeah, I'm on a roll here, so we're gonna we're gonna keep it going. I'm gonna head back to the college game for a couple here. Uh, we got the Indiana Hoosiers on the road going to Western Kentucky. I don't know how they got that one on the road, but it's a pretty tough Indiana team. Uh, they they play hard for their coach. They're one and two right now. Both losses coming uh to top ten teams. Um, they're only they're minus nine. It's a tough Western Kentucky team, but I like this to be a pretty big blowout. Indiana coming out and playing hard to prove that they're they deserve their preseason ranking. Then I'm gonna stick with the college game. We're going Tulane, the Green Wave at home against UAB, and this one is their first home game. Uh, returning to New Orleans, uh, they just got back this week from the uh, after evacuating for the uh, hurricane, so. It's a pretty good UAB team they're playing, but this Tulane team, don't forget, they played Oklahoma pretty tough, almost pulled it out week one. So minus three at home, going to be coming out and playing for a lot for their city. I like Tulane, minus three. And then talked about I really want the Steelers, but I'm not touching them until till later in the week. So I'm going to go New York Giants, minus three at home against the Falcons. Um Pretty much it's the bottom of the barrel slugfest over here. I think the Giants are the much better team. And I don't know. I think that offense is going to start clicking. Daniel Jones looking pretty good. Saquon back to 100%. Like the Giants, minus three. Uh, Indiana's the lock, though. Indiana minus nine, lock of the week. Let's go Hoosiers. Oh, gotcha. Um, yeah, I don't. Uh, <laughs> Jimmy's arguing for Bucks minus one. All right, I'll give you the minus one for your lock there. No problem. And you're also some bitch taking the Steelers because you are so terrible at gambling and uh, everything you touch turns to shit. But you did do, you did go two and one last week. So who knows? Maybe you keep that hot streak. <laughs> Jimmy's Jimmy is not the worst gambler on this podcast. Rashawn has some bad picks last week. Hey, hold, on, hold on, hold on. I took them plus six and a half two weeks ago and won that. So get out of here. Oh, uh, shit. Yeah, you did. Yeah. 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 Man. yeah. So I'm All good right. for you guys. Yeah, Jimmy's, <laughs> Jimmy's rolling. Drink that You're ketchup, right. though. Yeah, you haven't drank that ketchup yet. Look out on our TikTok. We got to drink this ketchup. Uh, and 
Uh, all right, so here's mine. Obviously, Sean's not here. He just hasn't texted us back or, you know, done anything to communicate whether he'd be on or not, even though we we've, we've picked Wednesday a week ago as a recording date. Uh, that's Sean for you. I'll make him give me picks before Saturday and uh, tweet them out so they're official. He actually owes us three more picks from week one, so he needs to do six picks at some point. Uh, anyway, my picks, I'm going to go Titans minus five against that banged up, uh, Indianapolis team. Um, I don't, I don't love this pick, but it just, it just feels right. It feels like Mike Vrabel has them going in the right direction. And, uh, I think their defense does enough that, you know, they, they don't have to worry about their offensive line issues screwing them over. I think they win, uh, you know, seven to ten point range. I'm going to go college here. I really like Michigan State at home against Nebraska. Nebraska just had the tough game against Oklahoma and came up short. A lot of slop to to lose that game. I think they continue with that slop. Michigan State looks sharp. They're in the top 25. They're going to keep that rolling into the Big Ten season here and kick off Big Ten play with a win. Uh, they beat Northwestern, but you know what I mean. And now they have a, the full Big Ten from here on out. And I think they start that at home with with a comfortable win over uh, Nebraska. I just don't think they can they can clean up all those mistakes in a week against Michigan State. And then my lock of the week is Kansas State versus Oklahoma State over 46, <laughs> over 46 points. 46 points is not enough points for a Big 12 game. I think I think that is, and I read the line is so low because both teams have had success running the football and neither team has had as much success throwing the football, which means both coaches are going to think each other's team is going to run the football. And they're actually going to say, we're going to do the opposite and pass the football. If so facto, it's going to be a shootout. <laughs> and, uh, and it's a 7 PM game in Stillwater and the weather's supposed to be nice. And, and that turf is fast. Everyone knows that turf's fast. So lock of the week, uh, Jimmy is talking shit over the, yeah, well, okay. I have the the second to worst record right now. Obviously, Sean is uh, hasn't won any of his bets. I've only won two bets. Uh, that Cardinals pick last week really hurt, uh, and the Steelers was just stupid. I know the Ra- Raiders play them tough every year, and then the Chiefs really burned me. I really thought the Chiefs were gonna um. Stick it to the Ravens. I thought the Ravens, you know, just don't have enough personnel to keep up with the Chiefs. The Chiefs uh, played half-assed and and lost. I feel good. I well, I don't feel good about the Titans pick, but I feel good about my college picks. Uh, these are my first college picks as well for the for the pod here. So we're gonna we're gonna stick with them. And then uh, also UFC two sixty six this weekend. Couple quick picks. I like Nate Diaz to our uh, uh sorry oh shit. Well now I can't even get it out. I said the wrong man. Nick Diaz. Uh he bumped the fight up from 
welterweight to middleweight to 185 uh so he didn't have to cut as much weight and robbie lawler agreed to that so now that they're fighting a little bit heavier i think uh i think nate diaz has has a much better shot here fighting at a weight he's more comfortable in so nate diaz and then the underdog in the main event brian ortega i'll take ortega to win inside the distance so those are two little bonus ufc picks for me as well and oh and we didn't we didn't uh say what the challenge is going to be if we do if you lose your lock of the week so uh are we going to do your wife has to give you rick flair uh chops I'm good. I'm good with that. That's better than drinking ketchup. I would. Uh, that's. I'm glad those cats came through for me, man. I couldn't have done it. It was so bad. It, was, <laughs> it, was, it, was it looked. Just... It looked miserable. Five seconds is longer than you think. I did a quick. It was a quick five too. Like I know yeah, it you... wasn't five Mississippi, but it didn't matter. The point yeah. got across. As you were, if you went the whole five Mississippi, you were projectiles Spew, vomiting, spewing. Yeah, I was. Yeah, that, oh. was, that, was that was. You did it though. I mean, it was. You got. You just got to get better at, at betting, man. Those. I mean, the cats have come through for you this week, maybe. Eh, I don't. I don't know. They got. Like I said, they got a tough defense. But forty six. Yeah. yeah, that's real. That's low for a Big Twelve game. It's, I, I like that pick. Wildcats won't let you down. Yeah, we'll see. I looked at the college board and I was like, man, I like all these picks. I did. I put in Tennessee plus eighteen and a half. They're playing Florida. I think eighteen and a half is too many for a game that Tennessee always plays Florida tough. Um, Florida's obviously going to win at home, but I think I think that's a, a ten to fourteen point win, not a not a three touchdown win. And UCLA, I like to at Stanford. They are uh, minus five. I didn't I didn't like the five though, but um, I have them in a money line parlay, and we'll probably put them in another one. Uh, I think I think that about does it. Anything else? I got nothing. All right. Well, you guys enjoy this fall weather we're venturing into. Pick some apples, paint a pumpkin, uh, do whatever you need to do to uh, stay healthy out there. <laughs>